Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is July the 10th, 2023. Episode 451, we're going to do a special episode, kind of a synopsis, review, if you will, of movie and my thoughts directly related and some inspired by what I saw. The uh, last week, right, uh, the week of Independence Day, they brought out the movie that had been sat on for five years. Now, it's a touchy subject, to be sure, uh, but it needs to be dealt with, it needs to be addressed, and uh, so here we go. Uh And before we get into it, let me remind you, you can like, share, and subscribe to this program. Follow the program. Join me on the social medias. I have my own page and group on Facebook. I do uh, drop in at MeWe and Gab. Looking at other things, just haven't found the right fit that justifies the extra that needs to be done in order to do it and do it well. In the meantime, uh, we just missed my goal of 165 on the downloads. I know my uh, my four listeners been uh, very very busy, but let's uh, let's keep going. Um, it is a uh, busy week, holiday week. Everybody had stuff going on, but we're now back in the saddle, ready to roll. <laughs> I myself have an extremely busy week this week. Let's see. Uh, if I can get all five episodes done this week, ladies and gentlemen, life is not without challenges. And even with a week off, you're not off. Here we go on with the show. So, yep. I went to saw, or <laughs> I went and saw the uh, sound of freedom. Hmm. And, uh, if I'm honest, um, I really had mixed feelings about going to see the movie. Only because I knew how I would react. I, I knew how I would feel after watching it. And I, and I knew some of the backstory on this. I mean, this movie's been done for f- over five years. And uh, <laughs> they didn't want the movie coming out. Now, fortunately, fortunately, uh, Jim Caviezel and uh, a number of other people um, kept working. I, I, I'm... I want to be careful how to phrase this. I, I don't want to overpraise or miss anything specific. But Angel Studios apparently got involved in this. And there I saw fundraisers on social media. I, I saw a lot of different things over the last several months. And I got to tell you, uh, I didn't really know all the details of what was going on in the movie. But I knew it was based on a true story. I knew it had to do with you know, child trafficking. And, uh, you know, I have a buddy right here in town. This is one of his biggest concerns, protecting the children. He spends a lot of time focused on that issue. You know, it's not my key issue, but that doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's something that should be ignored. It's just outside of my wheelhouse. So I've always deferred to the people that know far more about this than I do. 
I went and watched this movie, and I knew it was based on a true story. And <laughs> as with everything in Hollywood, based on a true story just means license to lie, license to exaggerate, license to um, quite literally just change the whole story to benefit the writers. Now, I don't know what part of this was altered or Hollywoodized, but they showed scenes from the actual raid where they rescued, uh, in the movie it was 54, I, I don't recall what the actual number is, but they showed scenes from that actual raid, so it was a real thing, and, and they shut these people down, now of course it's temporary, there's just so much money involved with this, there's there's so much, I'm really, really trying to temper <laughs> myself on this. Uh, there, there is a lot of uh, money. There's a lot of influence. There's a lot of just bad people involved in this. And I think it's no coincidence. We still haven't seen Epstein's uh, client list. The fact that uh, Miss Maxwell is still wandering around on Earth uh, is a testament to her survival <laughs> instincts. Uh, I suspect she knows a whole lot more than what she's said. Um the moment that she does go to elaborate on what she knows, uh, she will no longer be breathing. Wow. That's a whole lot of spacer words in there. Ladies and gentlemen, I am off my game and I apologize for that. I I just don't know what to say about this. So the movie opens, um, and you're following a young girl thinks she's basically won the chance to make some money and become famous. Uh, and the father goes along with this. Now, at this point, uh, my wife leans over. Oh, is there no mother in the picture? Well, apparently not because there's no mother here. So single dad, I uh, believe they're in Honduras. And the two little kids are uh, removed. And it shows a little bit later on in the movie how some of that happened. But the the father, of course, is, is helpless. What can he do? How does he do this? And, you know, uh, then kind of transitions. There's a pedophile that gets busted by a federal agent. Uh, and there's some more here. We'll we'll uh, come back to that here in just a minute. But the federal agent catches him, then basically talks him into getting him a young boy. Uh, because, you know, he likes this stuff too. And he's so hard. You know, it just, it's just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just... The fact that people like this wander around on our streets and don't have a millstone around their neck is just beyond my understanding. This is one of those few cases where being a civil libertarian, being concerned about due process, being concerned about doing the right thing and following the rules is really, really challenged. I don't know how anybody could do anything like that, tracking these guys down, you know, locking these um, males and females up. I I don't know that there's a punishment harsh enough. I, I I don't know how you can do that and not just be alive inside. And strangely enough, that is the one thing that it kind of gets brought up in the movie. 
the guy just feels like he's being eaten up and he needs to do something different. He needs to do something more. So after tricking the uh, little pedophile, uh, they rescue the boy and he returns the boy to the father and the father says, well, what about my daughter? And the, the federal agents beside himself because he doesn't know what he can do, how he can do it. So he starts to investigate, finds out that, well, we could do this, we can do this. And he sets up what amounts to a big sting operation. Now, it just so happens that he gets some help from some unlikely uh, sources. I don't want to spoil the movie, but I will say that the guy teams up with a former cartel guy. I mean, everybody's got their lines they won't cross. And no matter how bad somebody might appear to be or may have been, there is redemption. And that's kind of another point that gets touched on in this movie is you can be redeemed. It doesn't get in all the details. It doesn't get into the uh, Christian aspect, if you will, but that's not what the story is. So through a process of a sting and investigation, he tracks down where the young girl's been taken and then he mounts his own, (laughs) uh, let's call it, mm, not well thought out escape plan or rescue plan. Now, maybe he was trusting God to put him in the right place at the right time and get him out of there. But I think very few federal agents would be willing to take the risks that this guy took in order to accomplish that. And I guess at this point, I ought to pause and just say, it's interesting to note that our own federal government Uh, which was played out by his boss, basically said, this is outside of our jurisdiction. We're not going to be involved in this. There's nothing we can do. You need to pack it up and come home. And the guy's forced to resign in order to stay on his mission. Now, (laughs) color me a little incredulous, but the federal government actually recognized the boundary and a border that they couldn't cross. Now, that, that was actually the hardest part to believe of the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's not fair. Maybe it's not nice. But and then the fact that the guy had, you know, a couple of months until he was vested in his pension and he walked away because it was mission. Same thing with the uh, former cartel guy that he meets up with. He's on mission. He felt called by God to do what he's doing. Now, whether it was penance, uh, you know, in the Catholic way of looking at things or whether it was just. Uh, sanctification, you know, good deeds, good works, wherever you want to call it, more Protestant worldview here. Nevertheless, these two guys risk it all to do what they felt called to do. Now, of course, because it's a story and because we know the guy that actually was in the story is still around, we know he was successful and he survived and he did get this done. And he spent a great deal of time busting up child trafficking networks which apparently, apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently this is now something that's QAnon adjacent. I'm not quite sure what that means because it actually happened. There's proof of it. There's people arrested by it. And the so-called conspiracy had been proven true, proven out. Just like most of the conspiracy theories of the last three years have been proven true within about six months. So I'm kind of at a loss how you can do that. 
But then again, considering the source, considering it's the news and who they work for, who their bosses are, the kinds of people that they spend their time with, no great surprise that they would want to downplay the fact that there is an international group of people that like to abuse little children. Now, the most interesting thing for me is he quotes, the the federal agent quotes the Bible about better a millstone be put around your neck and cast in the bottom of the sea than one that would harm one of these, the little children. And the guy asks, what do you mean? He goes, you're under arrest, dude. I mean, (laughs) I got to say the... The twofold act that was at play there, I don't know how you can keep a straight face. I don't know how you can do that. And then the fact that he had to do it without a net when he told the feds, no, I'm going to stay on mission. I'm going to do it without you because this is too important. So, at one point, the uh, the former cartel guy, when listening to the kids, says, do you hear that? And he's like, well, what? And he goes, that's the sound of freedom. So that's, you know, that's the tagline. That's where the movie gets its title from. You know, I, I don't know what really happened. You know, I wasn't there. I I would expect that the nature and the flavor of what was portrayed in the movie is true to the source material. But I'm just curious for those of you out there. Perhaps you have children or grandchildren. And while in these United States, particularly in Collin County, um, child abduction or uh, exploitation is not exactly on the front of our minds. It's not a occurrence that gets media that that we believe is going on around us right now. I'm not going to quantify it. Again, I have I have friends, I have allies that are far more capable and more involved in this situation that could answer that question. But I just wonder If you were aware this was going on, if you were aware that some of the things that are going on potentially mask this or allow for this, what would you do? If you felt like there was the suggestion that some of the stuff that's been going on in the school district or perhaps even a church or um, in the foster care system, if you if you thought there was any connection to something like that going on, wouldn't you want to know? Wouldn't you be quite agitated? Wouldn't you be maybe a little overproductive? Wouldn't you maybe act out a little boisterously if you felt like your children were legitimately at risk. Now I'm just curious. I'm going to assume that the majority of the people listening to the sound of my voice right now are not far removed from this being on your mind from time to time. 
But those of you that might happen to catch me, that you stepped out of your bubble and entered my bubble, right? You, you've stepped out of the realm of the uh, normalcy bias. I believe that's the correct terminology I want to use. In your normal, normal, normalcy, right? In that world, this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Or if it does, it's something that happens overseas in Bangkok or the third world somewhere. This isn't a common occurrence in these United States, in Texas, God forbid, in Collin County. And maybe, just maybe, it is a rare occurrence. It's something that isn't a, a giant fear that you need to worry about at night here in Collin County. But also consider this. One of the statistics in the movie, and from what I understand, it's dead on accurate, we're one of the largest markets for child porn and hmm, pedophile or pedophilia. Uh, the market, in other words, the buyers in the world. So that means very possibly that the person down the street from you, they're not going to steal the kid. They're, they're not going to abuse the child right now, but guess what they're watching on their computer or maybe on their phone? Guess what they're doing in their home at night? Now, again, in the civil libertarian mindset, well, until they actually do something that crosses line, can't and shouldn't do anything. We're getting very deep into the minority report world here, right? Just because somebody's watching porn doesn't mean they're going to actually do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But in order for that child to be put in that situation, they have to be exploited somewhere. So this person's perverted preference is creating a market for this. That person is the problem. Maybe just a part of the problem, but a problem nonetheless. And the question is, well, how do you deal with it? I don't know that I'm entirely comfortable with some dude that's never, ever crossed the line and touched a kid of pulling him out in the street and stoning him. I don't, I don't think that's really the best solution, but on the flip side, when you catch somebody red hand, red handed, excuse me, with a child that's not theirs, like child kidnapping, right? At what point does... The trial seem unnecessary. I mean, again, I realize it. it's a difficult thing. I'm not comfortable with this. But justice has to be swift. It has to actually occur for it to matter. And I can't think of another way mm, to prevent people from going down this path than for their punishment to be swift painful, immediately dealt with, not tied up in the courts for decades. I mean, for hypothetical, some tech bazillionaire uh, likes to do little creepy things on the side and he gets caught. Do you think they're really going to do anything to that guy? I mean, I'm sure he's been on Epstein's Island or something because, you know, that's all made up, right? That, that, that stuff never happens but it does. So what are we supposed to think about this? 
we already know we have two to three tiers worth of our justice system. So yeah, you got some creep that lives in a house somewhere doing nasty stuff that I don't even want to think about. Okay, fine. We caught him. We put an end to it. But they're only a part of the problem. I'm not really sure that there's a good way to deal with this. I'm not really sure there's any way that we're ever going to stop this. I don't think this has ever gone away. It might be curious for some of you to go back in your history books and look at some of the things that occurred in the past. You know, when when the Arabs invaded North Africa, there were some very interesting things that happened there. And in fact, one of the uh, heroes, if you will, later on, spent some time in a Turkish pederastry. I think I got that right. Turkish. So again... Draw your own conclusions. I don't think this has ever really gone away. I I think the abuse and taking advantage of young people has always been there. It's just been hidden. And now with all the other forms of perversion being put out front and center, these people are being a little less cautious. They're getting excited about the fact that soon what they do is going to be considered normal. Not by me, of course, but society is going to suddenly go along with this. I mean, when you look at the alphabet soup and they put the plus on the end, what do you think they're really talking about? Hmm? I mean, it could be the B for bestiality. It could be. It could be for a P for polyamory. But it's really always been about the kids. That, I mean, we just spent a month having shoved down our faces the celebration of perversion, and do you really think the end goal isn't to abuse children? Now, I'm sure that there's plenty of perfectly nice, stable, gay or lesbian people that are just happy being with their own adult version of themselves, and they don't want to ever hurt children. But then let me ask you, What should we think when we see two dudes that basically purchase a child? Might we be concerned? I, I, I just, I think that we're giving a little bit too much grace, a little bit too much grace. I'm not comfortable with celebrating it. I'm not comfortable with pretending everything's okay. I'm certainly not going to go along with the idea that you can chop body parts off and pretend to be another person other than the sex you were born at. And yes, I know there's some genetic anomalies that occur, but I guess the whole point of this movie was to make you aware that this stuff goes on. It's real. And yeah, okay, fine. Maybe the Pizzagate thing was a step too far. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they couldn't prove it. I don't know. But we certainly know that stuff was going on in Epstein's Island. But again, where's the client list? Do you think that uh, the idea to create the uh, hotel or the resort that they dreamed up in that movie wasn't based on something else? At the end of the movie, I was left. (sighs) With an overwhelming 
feeling of disgust and undefined rage. The fact that we have a world where this is somehow tolerated and there's certain segments of our own society that are now preaching that we should be allowing this and praising these perverts and yet the exact opposite ought to be happening. Now, that's just my thoughts on it. The real catch is, what do you think? Right? So that's all I got for that today. I I wanted to tell you that one of the things I'm going to cover this, this week, the rest of this week, is the idea, what is a faithful patriot? You know, there's a whole lot of angst over the term Christian nationalism, which I think is largely misplaced bunk. But what exactly is it to be a faithful patriot? What does it look like to be a Christian Texian? What What are these things, what's really at play here and why are people afraid? So hopefully we'll get a couple of really interesting episodes out of that. With that, I'm going to cut it short. Uh, I know I... Uh, When you're dealing with somebody else's source material, you want to be really careful not to uh, borrow too much from it and not read too much into it. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's still out. It's well worth your uh, 15, 20 bucks or whatever it costs to get a movie where you're at. And uh, they offer you an opportunity to get free tickets or to pay it forward so somebody else can get a free ticket, which I think is really interesting. And with that, I will see you on the other side.